to serve like you did. It's just a blessing to my heart. And thank you. And don't forget that God is not unrighteous to forget your serving, how you serve, and how you, how you have served, and how you continue to serve. Amen? Amen. God's not unrighteous to forget. He rewards you. He rewards you for serving. Amen? Amen. If you're willing and obedient, what happens? Take the good of the land. Glory to God. Okay. So let's look at this. Um, we've been looking at, this is the In Crisis series that we've been looking at. You know, um, we can be in crisis, but not overwhelmed. You know, we, we're Christians, we're believers, so crisis can happen all around us, but we're not overwhelmed, and we're not overcome, but we overcome the crisis. Amen? Amen. So, uh, we're looking today at prevailing prayer in a crisis. Prevailing prayer in a crisis. So let's look at the power of prevailing prayer. First of all, what does prevailing mean? Because when I was looking for the title, that word just jumped up in my spirit. That's how I know it's God. It just jumps up in my spirit out of nowhere. But it's the power of, of prevailing prayer. Prevailing means to prove more powerful than opposing forces. Amen. To be victorious. Yes. To win. To triumph. In other words, I got a hold of this thing. I'm not going to let go of God until it looks like what he said it would look yeah. like. Hallelujah. So, prevailing prayer. Number one, the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. Number one, that's your first blank, is powerful and effective. The prayers of a righteous person are powerful and they are effective. So, James 5.16 says the effective, say that word effective. effective. Fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, what does effective mean? It means successful in producing a desired result. Productive, potent, and forcible. Hallelujah. So that means the successful, producing a desired result, prayers, the fervent prayers. Look at the Amplified. It says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. How does it come? Dynamic and it's working. So... The, the, the prayers of a righteous person, a person who's in right standing with God, and it's not based on our performance. It's based on His blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We've accepted the free gift of salvation. He knew we weren't perfect when He called us. Amen? Amen. He, we didn't choose Him, but He chose us. He chose us faults and all. I want you to know that today, that God knew about your faults. He knew about your hurts. He knew about your hang-ups. He knew about all the things that you try to hide from everybody else, and He picked you anyway. Hallelujah. So the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. Continued prayer, heartfelt prayer. God doesn't want us to just pray prayers that don't come from our heart. He said, don't be like the heathen and come in and, and just pray and pray and pray and just keep saying a lot of words because you think you'd be heard for your many words. I like to cut off the beginning and cut off the end and set fire to the middle. Amen. But you come to God with a heartfelt prayer where I feel moved. You know, look at the word until you feel moved. Look at the situation that's going on in our country. Is there not a cause? There's so much at stake in this hour. So much at stake. But God has called us to be the answer for it. He's called us to be here, to be the ones that would pray in this hour. These heartfelt, continued prayers that, that would avail much and make the tremendous power available Dynamic in his working that's needed for the situation in our world right now. He put the power in you to pray it out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. He picked us. Yes. He picked us. Amen. Faults and all. Yes, Hang ups and 
shows us, and he believes we can get it done. Yes, I get excited when I think about the fact that God chose us. Yeah. He didn't, we didn't just happen to be born at this time. We were in the plan of God, in the mind of God to be here in 2020. Pandemic at all. Come on, baby. He put the power in us. Yeah. He put the word in us. He put the Holy Spirit in us. He put the unction in us. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the message translation says the person, the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain. Somebody say human like us. Thoughts and all with his, with his uh, depressed self. Elijah, for instance, human like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. Did you hear that? Not a drop for three and a half years because a righteous man prayed. Verse 18, then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting excited about praying this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, like Tamar said this morning. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So in other words, keep that grateful attitude. Keep a grateful attitude so that you'll pray. The minute you start looking at what's not there, is the minute that you're going to get a, a, a bad attitude. And a, and a bad attitude is not going to get you anywhere. But when you look at what's left, instead of what's gone, look at what's left. Look at what you do have and be grateful for what you do have. Let God break it and bless it and, and, and uh, multiply it for you. Amen? Amen. Matthew 7, 7 through 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. What a promise that is from God. What a tremendous promise. So number two, our prayers are the answer to the crisis of our generation. He put us here to pray. God can do anything, but he won't do it until we pray. All right. Because God is bound by his own order. He's bound by his own word. He exalts his word even above his name. He's bound by his word. So he, he can do anything, but he can't do anything unless we pray. Amen. It's up to us. He works with us. Amen. We're the partners of God, the children of God, yeah. made in his image and in his likeness, the ones called to bind and to loose and to, to declare the kingdom of God in the earth. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 through 15. And, and, and just before this, God is saying, you know, whenever there's pestilence or disease or, or when there's things that are happening in the earth that are, that are um, terrible, he says, that, he says, if my people, if my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Look at verse 15. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. This is the temple of Solomon. Solomon has offered like a crazy amount of offerings on the, 
on the altar there as he dedicates the temple, like 22,000 sheep or something, or a crazy number like that of bulls that he, that he offered on the, on the altar there. And then after he had altered and after he had prayed, the fire of God fell on that temple and fell in that tabernacle. And the glory of the Lord was there so much so that the priest could not even go in and minister to the Lord. And so he says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers made in this place. In what place? Is he talking about this building? No, that building is long gone. But he's talking about the place of humility, the place of seeking his face, the place of being turned away from wickedness. From this place, he says, my eyes will be open and my ears will be attentive. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I think about the fact that when I pray, God sees me. Come on, Pastor. When I pray, He hears me. Amen. When we feel like our prayers are not getting past the ceiling, we're like, God, oh, nobody listening. God sees. Yes, He does. And He hears. Yes, he does. And He promises to heal my land. See, we can't just be so concerned about our own things in our own lives. But there's a big picture that we're all a part of. That we're called to pray and to be a part of. And I believe that there's a satisfaction and a fulfillment that we get in being a part of that. Which we'll never get being in your prayer closet all about me, 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 my, 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 my. But when it's about others and when it's about the big plan of God. Yes, come on. That's where we're going to have such a fulfillment and I believe such a move of God. Hallelujah. You know, God doesn't choose to live in houses or buildings that are made of stone. But he says we're living stones being built up a spiritual house unto God. Stones that are fit together. You know, all the stones in the temple had to be carved and fit exactly to fit next to to, to the next one. Isn't that beautiful? That God has carved us out and made us each fit together with one another. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. So I get excited about the fact that God's people are praying right now. Yes. You know, when God's people can't be in the building together and they're, you know, saying that it's okay to protest but not to go to church. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be out on the street and holler this close together with people, but it's not okay to sing in church in California. Well, look at California's answer to that. You got the pictures, babe? Look. Look at the people in California. They say, okay, watch us go. Look at the people lined up down the street. Look at the people out. You know, this is a good thing that's happened to us. Because it's getting us out of the four walls and getting us out there where we're supposed to be. Come on, the next one. Can't stand that long? Bring your chair. Look at this. Look at this. People are praying People are praying. Don't tell me God's not going to heal my land. Don't tell me God's not going to heal my land. Look at the people in California on the beach because it's okay for people to go to the beach and sunbathe, but they can't sing in church. Don't tell me that this is not a demonic attack. Don't tell me that people are being used in government like puppets by the devil himself. Look at this. Look at people gathered together to sing and to praise God. Wow. 
through your land. My eyes are open to this. My ears are attentive to this. What are we crying out for? Revival, baby. Yes. We're crying out for revival. We're crying out for an awakening among the unbelievers that they would be awakened to the hunger and the thirst for righteousness that's in every person. Every born is a hunger there. God put it there. That God would awaken it in people in this hour and that it would just bring an outpouring. Not just in the church, but in our homes, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. Hallelujah. So why then do we not pray? If all this power and all this is true, then why then do we not pray? Let's look at number one. A lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge would be a reason why we don't pray. You don't have a revelation on the power of prayer. That's why I think it's so important that we, you know, this is a praying church. We pray every day. We gather together on the prayer call every morning at 7.30 and we pray together. Amen. But if you don't, if you don't have, if you don't keep yourself stirred up in the word about prayer, you won't do it because you won't feel the necessity for it. But when you read the scriptures that we just read and you keep yourself chewing on that word, you're, you hear it and faith comes by hearing and hearing and you're not because you can know it and your faith never be stirred up. I got to hear it. 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 I got to keep hearing it so that I'll, I'll act on it. Because the only word that works is the word, the word that you work. The word works by works. So I need to get in there and do the word. It can't be that I know about praying. I can't just be, you know, silently praying. You ain't, when you're silently praying, you're just thinking about praying. You ain't praying. Come on, you pastor. You start to talk and declare. Come on, pastor. And take the keys of the kingdom of heaven and, and handle business. Hallelujah. But if you have a, a lack of knowledge and you don't know or a lack of faith, it's through, the, it's through prayer. That God's supernatural power flows into our world. You've got to know that. Yeah. It is through prayer. That's your next line. It is through prayer that God's supernatural power flows into this world. God can't do it just all on his own. I had somebody ask me one time, well, if God is real, why are people starving in Africa? Why are things, why do bad things happen? I said, that's very simple. Because God is not in charge of the earth. He put us in charge of the Come earth. Come on, Pastor. anybody in Africa lately? Tell him. Say that. Tell him. Come on, Pastor. He put us in charge of the world. So as far as earth is concerned, God put us in charge. Yes. We are in charge. If people are not being fed in Africa, it's our fault. Amen. Yes. Psalm 115, 16, it says the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Yes. So... Many people do not know that God wants us to ask and receive in our own lives, but to also pray over the big picture. He's given us the vision and the baton, if you will, to carry it in this generation. We are the prayer warriors of this generation. If God's going to get it done, he's going to get it done through us. Amen. Amen. But it depends on our revelation of prayer and knowing how critical it is. 2 Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Lord. So it is the order of God that we should pray. Hallelujah. Amen. James 4.2-3 says you do not have because what? Amen. Do not ask. And then you ask and don't receive because you ask amiss. Amen. So you've got to make sure that you're asking right and you can't go wrong if you pray the word. 
If you pray the word of God, you cannot go wrong. Hallelujah. He just wants us to ask so that our joy would be full. Yeah. He said, just ask that your joy may be full. He just wants you to ask and receive just so that you'd be happy. He said, look what God did. Yeah. Amen. John 16, 23 through 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. That is such strong wording. Verse 24. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. And so, you know, it may be that some people feel like, well, I don't know how to pray. Well, just start. Prayer is just talking to God. Just start talking to Him. And then do like the disciples did. The disciples came to Jesus and said, look, John's, John taught his disciples how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Jesus said, okay, pray in this manner. Not receive, not, not repeat the Lord's Prayer over and over. But he said, pray in this manner. Y'all say, we be our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So you can you can begin to pray the, the Lord's Prayer and take each little section and begin to make that a, 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 a sort of an outline for your prayer. Our Father, Lord, I thank you that you're my Father. Thank you for making me your child. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Holy is your name. Your name is holy. Jesus is the name above every name. If that's the only name you know, that's good enough. God, we thank you for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So you just go along using the Lord's Prayer as an outline and just have you a good time with God. If you just pray like two minutes on each one, you, you pray like 15 minutes. Amen. That's wonderful. You can start your prayer like that, and I guarantee you, if you just get started with the starter kit, like like it's like a starter kit, the, the Lord's Prayer. Use that as a starter kit. I promise you, once you start praying, it's just going to bubble up out of you. Amen. All right. So, another reason that we don't pray, number two, is a lack of confidence. A lack of confidence. 1 John 3, 21 through 22, it says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him. And you know, we don't have confidence toward God if there's sin in our life. If there's no sin, if there's stuff that we know that God is not pleased with and we're entertaining it anyway, that's sin. And you won't, have, you won't pray because you have no confidence towards God. You feel convicted. You feel condemned. You know, you have, you have to make sure. If there's, a, if there's a known area of sin in my life, i got to purge it out. This ain't no time to be fooling around, y'all. Amen. We're believers. We're the children of God. We've called out of darkness. There's nothing in darkness for you. We're called out of darkness into His marvelous light. There's nothing in the world. I left the world behind when I said yes to Jesus. Amen. It's nothing for us back in Moab. Nothing for us back there. It's nothing for us back there. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. We left sin. We repented from sin. Amen? Amen. So praise the Lord. We've got to get the sin out of our lives if there is any sin and you know about it. You know, if there's something that you don't know about, say, Lord, if there's anything, search me, test me. Let me know if there's any any way, any that, you, that you're not pleased with, God. Yes, Show Lord. me. Yes, Lord. 
Test me. Correct me, Lord. Amen. He says that we should present our bodies to him, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. It's a reasonable service. Amen. Psalm 66, 18, David said this, if I, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So if you feel like there's sin in your heart, you feel like God's not going to listen if I talk to him. Right. But see, he's the very one we need to run to when we've got sin in our life. We, you know, the, the, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. I like to think, you know what? Yeah, I messed up. Yeah, that was envy or that was whatever that was I just did. And I like to get to him first before the devil can. I'm telling on myself first. Amen. Before the devil can get here and accuse me. Here I am, Lord. Yes, I messed up, but I thank you for your mercy. For the Lord is good and your mercy endures forever. The blood of the mercy seat is there crying out for me. Thank you. I need the blood right now. Hallelujah. So we just get there first. Glory to God. Amen. So... I have confidence when I know who I am and I know whose I am. I'm a child of God and he is my father. Amen. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come out boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 1 John 5.14-15. Now this is the what? Confidence. This is the what? Confidence. So you know if you have a lack of confidence, you're not going to go boldly to the throne of grace. You've got to have confidence. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, what is his will? His word. His word. His word. Thank you. His will is his word. So if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. So it's kind of like you going to prayer skipping. Oh, goody. Because I know that I know the word of God on this situation and I pray the word. God responds to his word. Amen. So we know that we have the petitions that we have. So I know that when I go in and I pray the word, I go out happy knowing I have it. It's already mine. Yeah. And I already got a yes and an amen in heaven. The promises of God are in him. Yes, and they are amen. I already got a yes and an amen. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, so what was the first thing? The lack of knowledge. Second, lack of confidence. Number three, lack of motivation. You're lazy. Amen. It's like, uh, you know, Jesus had his three main, his main squad, Peter, James, and John. He left the rest of them back here and said, y'all watch and pray. But he brought his three main dudes and said, I'm going to go over there and pray. Y'all stay here and watch and pray for me one hour. And he goes over and falls on his face and begins to be so troubled in his spirit. And their eyes got heavy. Every time he came to check on them, they were sleeping. You've got to remember this, that the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. There's a war going on inside of you. Your spirit wants to love God, obey God, serve God, worship God, praise God, but your flesh wants to lay around. Your flesh doesn't want to cooperate and do the things of God. Um, so maybe it's that you always put it off as something that you're planning to do. It's something that you see yourself doing, but you say, well, I'm going to do that at some point. See, that's a lack of motivation. You've got to get yourself motivated to do that. Romans 7, 18, you know, uh, well, Matthew 26, 41 says, the spirit indeed is what? Willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. Romans 7, 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Galatians 5, 17, for the desires of the flesh 
are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those, for these are opposed to each other. So there's a war going on inside of you. Which one are you gonna let win? There's a war. My flesh wants to do what it wants to do, but my spirit wants to serve God. I have to put my flesh under and let my spirit rise up. Amen. God said, he don't want all, all your time. I just heard him say that. Tell him, I don't want all their time. I'm not saying you've got to be in there 24-7. But meet with me. Make an appointment with me. Ooh, you get where you get so excited about that appointment with God. All right, number one. Number two. Number three. Number four is a lack of faith. A lack of faith. We won't pray if we don't have a lack of faith. If we have a lack of faith, we're more focused on our worries. We're more focused on the crisis. We're more focused on what they're saying. We're more focused on that the doctor said this or the doctor said that. We're more focused on that than we're focused on what God said. And we won't pray. Right. You won't pray if you stay focused on stuff. You get eat up with it. That's a southern term, isn't it? You just get eat up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without what? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. If I will diligently seek him, he will reward me. Glory to God. Mark 11, 22 through 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, what? Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. So you see how important it is to come to God with faith, believing that you receive it. So a lack of faith will keep us from, from, uh, from praying. So we have to keep ourselves stirred up in the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I can't tell you enough how important it is to stay saturated in the Word so that we'll go into prayer with such faith that we'll ask big. See, I'm convinced that most of the time we don't ask big enough. We ask according to the box that we live in, but God don't live in a box. God can do absolutely anything. I believe we need to ask big, ask crazy big, big um, prayers. That we should get and, and, and know because they say he says he can do exceedingly abundantly above all. That we are even capable of thinking. He's able to do more above it. So we ought to increase and ask, you know, ask, ask bigger. Ask bigger than we're asking. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says that. If we, if we lack wisdom or anything, he says to ask the giving God gives to everyone liberally and without reproach. Ask him. He gives liberally and without reproach. But look at James 1, 6 through 8. He says, but let him ask him what? Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man unstable in all his ways. Look at the Amplified. Unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. you got to go into prayer convinced of what the Word says. Convinced of the order of God. I like Paul says, I'm, I'm persuaded. I'm fully persuaded. Nothing can get me to doubt. Hallelujah. Okay, so number 
And number five is lack of Holy Spirit power. Get them. The greatest power. Jennifer's so funny. Get them. <laughs> is that all we doing out here? Getting people? Getting them. Getting them. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the greatest power of the universe. And he lives in us. His Bible says that he will be in us and he'll be with us. Amen. Jude 20 says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Would you underline most holy faith? Building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. He calls it your most holy faith when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? Your most holy faith is when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it makes no sense to your mind. My mind is unedified, but my spirit is being built up to God. I can do cartwheels in the spirit, but in, in, in my mind, my mind is unfruitful. But my spirit, build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. When you pray in tongues, when you pray in your prayer language, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, 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 you've got to get enough words that you've got faith to receive and receive the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. This little Catholic girl got it all by myself in my shower. I had heard enough word about it and, and, and seen enough people that were baptized in the Holy Spirit. I knew they weren't crazy people. And so I said, I've got to have this. And as I read everything I could find about it, I'm telling you, I stepped into the shower and I finally was in a secret place. I said, Lord, I want, I want it. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. And by faith, I began to speak in this language that I didn't know. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This language, this beautiful prayer language began to pour forth from my belly out of my mouth. It's like I said, I thought to myself, this is so cool because I'm not doing this, but I am. I was giving my mouth and my lungs and, and the way that you speak, you know, I was giving my body to do the speaking, but the language was coming from him. Because I thought to myself, there's no way I could be thinking of these words this fast. Yeah. And it just flowed out and it began to stop when I began to think like that. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't mean to think. <laughs> Let me get the water. Praise all that. So I got out of my mind and there that language began to flow again. It was like God opened up my, my head and my heart and just pulled and poured me so full of his spirit, of, of him. It felt like just liquid love. Yeah. And it just poured over me and, 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 and all over. I, it, it, there weren't English words to describe such a wow. deeply spiritual experience. Amen. And now I can pray in the Holy Spirit anytime I want to. It's there. I can call Amen. on it by faith anytime I want to. And, and, and many times we, we don't pray these, these um, prayers that, that should be so powerful, prevailing prayers, because we, we don't pray in the Holy Ghost. There's so much power to praying in the Holy Ghost when we don't know what to pray. Yeah. You know, we know how to pray, but in some situations I don't know what to pray. Because I don't know, and I don't have unlimited knowledge like the Spirit of God does. But the Spirit of God searches the heart. He searches. He, he searches all the deep things of God. And
in her, we yield ourselves to him, he prays the perfect will of God through us. Amen. Our minds are unfruitful. Our minds don't know what we're praying. But our spirit is, is connected and, and praying the perfect will of God. Romans 8, 26-27 says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. He puts into words what you never could. When... when uh, Fred Price spoke that prophetic word over my life. The first thing he said, he said, um, I heard the cry of your heart. Yes. And I've seen your desire to do my will. Do you know that your heart can articulate things to God that your mouth can't say? Yes. But the Holy Ghost comes along and takes those things in your heart. And he begins to make it into a prayer that is the perfect will of God. He makes it make sense to God. No one understands you. But in the spirit, you speak mysteries. How powerful is that? Who wouldn't want that? He's the ultimate secret weapon. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to go in the prayer closet and know that I've yielded myself to the power of the Holy Spirit to allow me to pray over something overseas I don't even know about, something in my neighborhood, something that's upcoming that I know nothing about, but God knows when he uses me to pray in the Holy Spirit, to prepare me for that thing, to prepare other, prepare other people, to pray for people who are lost, and, and nobody knows the secret things of their heart, but God does. And when we pray in the Holy Spirit, the perfect prayer language of God prays for them in a way that God knows how to give. Amen. Wow. Prevailing prayers. The ultimate prevailing prayers is when we just pray in the Holy Ghost. And that way, you know, you're letting Him do the praying. You don't even have to think hard. You have to think at all. Just let Him do the thinking. And I just yield myself to let Him do His power. What's number one? Number two. Lack of confidence, number three. Motivation. Lack of motivation, we're lazy, number four. Faith. Lack of faith, number five. Lack of Holy Spirit power, power number six. Lack of forgiveness. Oh, wow. Ouch. Yes. Lack of forgiveness. Well, the Lord beat me up about this in the shower this morning. That's my favorite place to God. Amen. Lack of forgiveness, Matthew 6, 12. The Amplified says, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven, left, remitted, and let go of the debts, and have given up resentment against our debtors. Now, we can say we've forgiven, but we're still resentful. Mm -hmm. Still act resentful. Still feel resentful. Yes. God's kind of forgiven. Do you want God to have resentment towards you? We want them to just forget everything. Forget all that stuff I said and did. All that stuff I did. My own thing that I disgraced myself. And, and the name of God. All these things. I, I want God to just cast that behind. And just still hold his arms open and accept me. 
resentment. Sometimes I think God goes too far, don't y'all? <laughs> but if he, he wouldn't tell us to do it if we weren't able to, right? Yeah. So resentment is bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. See, we feel like we have a right to hold on to resentment because we were treated unfairly. It's not fair. And it's not fair. Some guys murdered my brother. Murdered him. Threw him in a ditch with his hands and feet tied. Three days later, they found his body. We couldn't even have the casket open for his funeral because he'd been in the water for three days. But when I got saved, God had to deal with me about that. I had to forgive those people. I had to forgive those people and give up resentment. And I'll tell you, my heart is so pure that I've forgiven them and I hold no resentment towards them. Was it about them? Yes, it was. You, you, you experience a murder in your family, it's something that you are forever affected by. But you don't even then, it was so unfair that I couldn't even see his face to say goodbye at, at his funeral. It's so unfair. But you have to give up resentment. Amen. And you're the one that gets free. Yes. yes. You're the one who gets free. Amen. Bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. Irritation and displeasure. Mark 11, 25 through, 20, through 26. You know all that about have faith in God. If anybody speaks to this mountain and tells it to move and does not doubt in his heart, it, it, uh, it, you know, you'll have whatsoever you say. This comes right after it. Y'all ready? Look here. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Come on. Wow. So if we're holding resentment and bitterness in our heart, we won't pray. And we definitely won't be praying prevailing prayers. Because we probably won't be praying at all. If you have unforgiveness, if there's an area that you need to let go feels good to just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. Amen. Colossians 3.13 says, Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. If you're quick to forgive it, it doesn't get a root. Forgive us quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. Amen. Woo! That's how we're doing this out here? Yeah. <laughs> As quickly, as completely as the master forgave you. Now, that doesn't mean that if someone is toxic, that you have to allow them to stay in your life. You need to guard and protect your life from a person who's toxic, but you've got to love them so much that if you saw them in the mall, you could give them a hug. Amen. 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 All right, so let's look at number two. Prevailing prayer is warfare. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. Somebody said warfare. warfare. We do not war according to the flesh. So number one, to prevail in prayer, we must resist our enemy. We do have an enemy. His name is Satan. He is the devil. There are demons. That one third of the, of the heavenly host, when, when Satan was cast out of heaven, one third, the Bible says his tail drew a hundred I'm sorry, one-third of the angelic host that went with the devil. Those are demons that are in the earth realm. 
and demons are real. First Peter 5, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary who? The devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith. So we, we are warring, and we have, to pre, we have to prevail against our enemy. So number one, to prevail in prayer, we must resist our enemy. So ask God for discernment about your situation to rightly understand if in the spirit I'm dealing with a demonic presence or there's a demonic hindrance or there's a demonic delay or there's something that's going on that's demonic in the, in the heavenly realm. Father, give me discernment and show me how to pray. I pray about it just, just anyway. Because you know there's you know the, the demonic um, realm is real and they're busy doing their job. So ask for discernment. Look at the New Living Translation in 1 Peter. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. See, when, yeah, amen. So be so stand against him and be strong in your faith. Um, I, I don't know if y'all saw this week on Facebook, the... Um, video of the doctors who were stepping out and saying that there is a cure for COVID-19. It's called hydroxychloroquine, ZPAC, Zithromax, zinc, and vitamin C. And there's a doctor in Houston named Stella Emanuel. She's from Africa. She's amazing. She said, I've, I've treated over 400 patients. 400 patients that she's treated in her clinic. She said, not one has died. I've treated people with diabetes. I've treated people with high blood pressure. I've treated people um, who are 80, up in their 80s, 87 years old. I've treated people with all kinds of, of, of issues, and not one has died. She said, I don't know what they're talking about. There is a cure for it. I've treated all of my patients this way, and every single one of them have lived. Well, the thing about this lady is that she's not just a doctor who's very bold, but she's a deliverance minister. She got a deliverance. Did anybody watch her video? Where she, where she, they, Channel 2 was interviewing her. She's from, I think she's from Kenya, wasn't she, sister? She's from Kenya? Cameroon. From Cameroon. So she, she is amazing. This Channel 2 reporter was trying to pin her against the wall. You just got to go watch it. You, you, you see me, I've watched it like three or four times because she's, she takes it to this guy. This guy from Channel 2 is trying to be an Disrespectful, he's being ugly to her. She takes it right back to him. It, it was just so powerful. She's a powerhouse. And so um, he was trying to make her look foolish. He said, she said, um, he said, so yeah, we've seen videos about you, you know, about demons, you know, uh, demons. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're called the incubus and succubus spirits that um, uh, fool with people in the night sexually, and uh, it's a real thing. And uh, many people don't believe it. Maybe, you know, you've never been or had a problem with it. Then, you know, praise the Lord. But some people have had issues with this, with this type of demonic um, stuff happening. And so this guy tried everything he could to make her look foolish. He said, so you believe demons are real? She said, what? What's wrong with you? Of course demons are real. Of course they are. He said, well, are they just walking around in the flesh? She goes, what's wrong with you? No. They don't walk around in the flesh. Do you want me to explain to you where demons come from? He goes, well, I need a short version, please. She said, okay, I'll take you to Genesis. She told him that she said that, you know, one third of the heavenly host, um, you know, fell if you, if you look in Revelation. And those, these are who demons are. She said, of course. Of course there are demons. She, she's like, what's wrong with you? 
and find none. So you got to know, you got to know about your enemy. Study up. And God says that he will strengthen us for the battle. All right, number two, to prevail in prayer, we must not give up. Don't you give up on your dream. Amen. Don't you give up on your prayers. Don't you give up on the desires of your heart. Don't you give up. you got to prevail. you got to keep on coming until it looks exactly like God said it would. Come on. Amen. So we must not give up. Look at this. Luke 18 and verse 1 in the message translation. It says, Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. He said there was a, once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. My rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day. But after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing what, what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I'd better do something and see that she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her family. Then the master said, do you hear what that judge, corrupt as he is, is saying? So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? Won't he do it? Verse 8, I assure you, he will. He will not drag his feet. But how much of that kind of persistent faith will the Son of Man find on earth when he returns? Come on. Hallelujah. You can't give up. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. If you can see in the spirit realm how close you are, you're closer than you think. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. It gets harvest right before it breaks through and you're able to, to, to break into that new realm. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace with which exceeds anything we can understand. Yeah. Peace that passes understanding. He says his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we give you praise today. We thank you for the power of prayer. That Lord, you call on us to be your partners in the earth. The earth realm you've given to us to rule and to rule, to rule and to reign our domain in Jesus' name. You've given us dominion. You said, have, let them have dominion. So, Lord, we, we thank you that we stand in our authority. We stand in our dominion. We stand, Lord, in, in what, where you placed us, in the light of God, in the power of God, in the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, I pray for any person watching on, on, on uh, Facebook or watching, watching online or any person in this room that has not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Father, I pray that you would fill them, that they would cry out to you, that they would have such a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, that they would cry out for the Holy Spirit, cry out for this power, Lord, and we know that we're blessed when we cry out for we shall be filled. So, Lord, we thank you today that we're going to new levels of power, new levels of prayer. We thank you for it, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we bless your holy name. And maybe you're here today or you're watching online and you say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God today. I've got sin in my life or I've turned away from God. Or, or maybe you just, just happened to, to jump on this, this uh, live feed or this right, just right now. You just feel like you happen to. Listen, don't go away because right now is your moment to receive God in your life. 
Right now is your moment to be forgiven for all your sins. Every wrong thing you've ever done. For me, it was a lot. I was 31 when I knelt down in my closet and gave my heart to Jesus Christ. I was 31. So there's a whole lot of stuff that I had piled up in 31 years. But let me tell you, God accepted me. Faults and all. Issues and all. He accepted me. And he put his spirit in me. And he forgave me of all my sins. And he wants to do that for you today. He wants to start a relationship and a journey with you today. Do you know that you have a destiny in God? Do you know that, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life? He does. But it all starts with like that moment I had 26 years ago when I knelt down in my closet and I said, I'm through running. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything I have is yours, Lord. Use me if you can. And he gave me such a hunger and a thirst for him that you couldn't, you couldn't swipe me away from the church. I'd find another door. I would get in no matter. If, if the door was open, I was there. And I was hungry for God. Every minute of the day, I carried three or four translations of the Bible with me. I ain't saying you've got to be that crazy. I'm just telling you how it was for me. But he'll give you a hunger and a desire to serve him and to want to please him in your life. But it all starts with this moment, this very precious moment that we've come to right now. That you say, Lord, I'm not right with you, but I want to be right with you. I'd let me pray with you. I'm going to pray with you now. This is a very holy moment, very special moment. God has been waiting for this moment, and uh, now's the time. Let's pray. Just repeat after me. Everyone, if you just repeat it after me, just say this. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up, sometimes on purpose. And sometimes, I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I believe you sent Jesus to die in my place on that cross. 2,000 years ago. And I believe that on the third day, you raised him from the dead. Father, I ask that Jesus could come into my life and into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name. Well, if you just prayed that prayer online, listen, go to our app, the Acceleration Church app, and click on the commitment card, which is on the very first page. I believe it's on the bottom right-hand corner. Just click that button and then go and fill it out. Fill out all the information and uh, all the information you need there to know what's next on your journey. You receive Christ, but that's just the first step. There are many steps that you need to take right now as you begin your journey with God. And then it's a journey that never ends. There's no turning back. There's no turning back. So congratulations. Fill out that card so that I'll know that, uh, that you did accept Christ. Nobody gets to sneak into heaven. You've got to let somebody know. You've got to be baptized in water. And uh, then you need to begin to learn his word and learn to pray and begin to pray and talk to God. So you're on at the beginning of a journey. Now, if you're here and you prayed that prayer in a minute, there's a connection card in your welcome packet that you received. If you'll just fill that out. On the back, there's a little plate. Uh, I'm sorry, a little box that says, yes, I say yes to Jesus and commit my life to him as my Lord. So if you um, if you if you fill that out and uh, you, you receive Christ today, we want you to go over and see Yuri, who's back at the uh, VIT Welcome Center, and uh, turn in your card. And we have some special things for you, uh, a little pamphlet that will tell you what steps are next. And then not only that, we have a special gift for you and a bracelet. Hey, if you're here today and you haven't received your 
<laughs> manifesting glory bracelet. I believe it says, what does it say? Glorify God? Yes. Glorify God? Okay, yes, your glorifying God bracelet. And then on the inside of the bracelet, it says, Plenty, plenty, in 2020. So if you haven't gotten your bracelet, stop back at the table back there, and Uriel will uh, bless you with the bracelet. And uh, also, um, uh, get your um, special gift if you're a first time guest today. We thank you for coming and being with us. Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> well, it's offering time, y'all. Come on, let's get ready to give. I know most people give on the app. and um, I get so excited when I see offerings come in every day. I'm like, God, thank you for your people being so faithful. You know, we've been out of our building for what, like five months now? Mm -hmm. like, it's been five months. Mm -hmm. March, no, was it March? Yeah. March, April, May, June, July. And we're in August. Yeah, so four and a half, five months we've been out of the church building. And, uh, you know, the bill, we still have to pay our bills. We still pay $7,000 in rent every month. And next year it goes up to $8,000. But I'm not worried. God knew this was coming. And he said plenty, plenty in 2020. So I know that he raises up the committed support to support this ministry. And so uh, we need to make sure that we continue to tithe and give offerings. Because as we do, what happens? It triggers the all-sufficiency grace of God in our own life. I don't know how he does it. But when we tithe, that means we give the 10th part to God. The 10% belongs to Him. It's not ours. The 10% of, of all that we get. So if you get $100 in your birthday card, how much is how much is God's? Yeah. $10. But that's my birthday card. It is your birthday card. But it's still increase. So you give the 10th part to God. That's His. It's already His. Amen? So we give that, we return that to Him, and then we give offerings over and above, over and above. The Bible says that we should honor the Lord with our substance and with the first fruits of all our increase so our barns will be filled with plenty and our vats will overflow with new wine. We set ourselves up for the plenty, plenty in 2020. God says it's a double portion year. So there's a double portion anointing on our um, substance and on our, sub on our um, provision. Amen. So um, I want you to give today. Give a special offering. Just, just step up and give. Um, as, as uh, we are coming to a close with this COVID, I declare in Jesus' name, we call it, we call it into it. In Jesus' name, a cure and a vaccine. Glory to God. So um, let's give good today. Let's make our faith declaration. Y'all ready? Let's declare God's word of our giving. Come on, say it. Say it with me. Father, in Jesus' name, today is the dawn of a new day. My season of frustration and lack is over. And I'm walking in a season of love, joy, peace, success, overflow, and prosperity. My love for you, relationship with you, and sensitivity to you is growing closer every day. I declare that favor and wisdom or promotion is mine now. You are opening doors for me that no man can shut. Thank you, Father, for watching over your word to perform it in my life. It's causing my life to prosper. I'm in anticipation of good things you have prepared for me. I am blessed to be a blessing, so as I increase more and more, Father, open my eyes to see ways that I may bless others. I'll be quick to see the need and respond to your voice. Because of the Planet Acceleration Church here, Uncle Texas is experiencing revival. I think that the Spirit of God is drawing multitudes here from the north, south, east, and west. People are responding to your presence, power, and purpose for their lives. We declare that people of all ages, 